Hello humans, how are you all doing? It is Ray Franklin here with And Plainsman Abroad, your favorite podcast or something like that. <laughs> here talking about culture in the United States. I'm glad to be with you this afternoon here. So today's episode will be about a topic some people say is controversial. I don't think it is, but with the light of the events that have happened the last couple of weeks, I'm here to talk about gun violence. And as you guys know, uh, people who know me personally, my family has been impacted by gun violence. And I lived in a city, as I said before, my previous podcast in Detroit, that was ravaged by gun violence. And gun violence has reared its ugly head again. It always does, by some estimates, depending on what sources you believe. Um, there's over 100 uh, incidents of people being killed by guns every single day in the United States. And uh, recently we've had two incidents which really highlight that something is wrong in our country. Let's get started. So in Buffalo, you, you had the white supremacist shooter. He had a racial slur. He had the N-word, as some of you people call it. I don't like using the term N-word because I think it defeats what, how ugly and powerful the word really is. And he had it uh, on written on his assault rifle or rifle or long gun, whatever term you want to use, his firearm to be precise. And he uh, massacred uh, black people at a grocery store in a predominantly black part of Buffalo. Uh, according to reports, he drove three and a half hours. This killer, this racist scumbag, drove uh, three and a half hours one way um, to do this crime. Uh, he intentionally uh, meant to wound and kill uh, black people like myself and my family, and my friends, and my associates, and my co-workers, and my neighbors, and my friends, and my classmates, and my church members. He just wanted to kill every black person he saw. So allegedly, according to reports, again, because sometimes reports are not accurate, so I don't want to sit here, and I don't want to sit here on this podcast and assault your intelligence and indicate that I am responding with solid facts, like the sun is hot. My yard looks good because I cut it yesterday. Uh, my neighbor's house is a light beige. Those are facts. But So when sources give information, I was going to say according to sources. According to sources, uh, two, for the, the two police officers who responded to the scene, the active shooter scene, um, were white, so therefore he did not shoot them, so... If they were black, he allegedly he would have mowed them down, like he mowed down the other black people, like myself. So you have to know, if I was at that grocery store and I was in his uh, way, he would have shot and killed me, or shot and wounded me. So you're no more podcast for me, no more family for me, uh, nothing. So that's the type of hate that lives in this nation. That's the type of hate that lives in people's heart, and that type of hate isn't sane, it isn't well, it isn't right. Uh, a lot of prejudices in our nation and prejudice within people. We all have prejudices. Some of us are, are racist, some of us are sexist, some of us are homophobic, where we take that prejudice and use the power of the system to keep people from advancing. Uh, that's what racism is. It's using that prejudice in the system to keep the group that you hate from advancing. But this is not that. This is this is a byproduct, I would say, of that, of a person who devalued uh, black people and black lives so much. 
He believed in something called the replacement theory. Now, replacement theory, I'm a Republican. I went to Auburn University, therefore I know a lot of white nationalists. Uh, what's a lot, I don't know, because some people don't know any, and I know a few, and I have uh, friends with one, I think I said it before, uh, with one who is a prominent white nationalist. I won't say his name, but he, uh, I'm black, he's white, he's a white nationalist, and he shares white nationalist ideology with me, what they believe. They believe in the replacement theory. They believe that interracial mixing uh, with black people and browns people dilutes the white race pool and white race power. That the white, na the white foundation made this nation great, it was the white race that made this nation great. It was the white nation, that white ethnic nation that made this uh, country a superpower and maintains the success and superpower and is why so many millions of people are lining up at our borders every year trying to get in. So America is great because the foundation of white Americans, labels, 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 made it great. So foundation of white Americans, of course, have changed over time. Uh, the replacement theory was first mentioned by my na uh, named ancestor. My name is Ray Franklin. My named ancestor, in a sense, I'm, I don't know if I'm related to him or not, is Benjamin Franklin, uh, the found one of the founding fathers. He was complaining that uh, the Anglo population was being replaced by Germans. Germans, of course, became, quote-unquote, white Americans, as Irish did, as Italians did, as Polish did, different white ethnic groups sort of have to earn their way into the, you know, the, the cult of white power in this country, and they do that. There were times when Italians faced discrimination that was ridiculous. Irish as well. Uh, there's a book when the Irish turned, became white because it was like the buffer zone between white people. It was like white people, Irish people, black people, and the Irish were like the buffer between black and white people. So it was uh, seen as that way. So, but, um, you know, that type of hate, you know, this guy buys a rifle, he goes in and he just does this terrible thing. So, and then this week, elementary school. Again, I don't tell you guys what I do for a living. I'm not going to, uh, go, you know, but uh, some of you guys do know what I do for a living. So uh, this week I was at an elementary school the day after the shooting, and I was talking to third, fourth, and fifth graders, which were the same age as the kids who were brutally murdered this week in Texas, and they were scared about getting shot. They were. They were. They, the kids were scared. They were scared. Because the reality is the kids don't know when someone's going to open up their classroom door and pull out a assault rifle or long firearm, firearm and blow them away. And that fear lives with too many kids in our country. I mean, Detroit, I told you the stories about kids, you know, their parents being involved in the drug game and are some foolishness and getting shot and killed. You know, there's too many kids in Detroit that when I lived there that were killed as a victim of gun violence. And it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So here in Miami, Broward, Fort Lauderdale, I mean, I'm a Broward guy. It happens here too. It happens here too where, and it just, it's like no one has any solutions. No one has any solutions. So being a Republican, uh, Texas, you know, they had four recent history, recent few years, they've had four mass shootings, two schools that were shot up, uh, and they had a church that was shot up similar to my church, almost identical to my church. And uh, churches I have, like churches I had spoken to in the past when I used to be a, try to, was trying to be a preacher back in uh, the mid-90s, mid to late-90s in uh, Alabama. Rural churches out in the middle of nowhere, off on some county road. Or they just see the picturesque in the little church there. And 
They were shot and killed. So, and then you had the, the the nut job at El Paso. So, you had four recent mass shootings. Uh, Governor Abbott hasn't done a darn thing. He hasn't. He hasn't. And uh, the Republicans in Texas who run Texas haven't done a darn thing. Now the Republicans who run these these states and who the Democrats who run the cities, neither one of them have done a thing. Just finger point. So we get the usual diatribe. You know, if you've been on social media, I'm a Twitter person. I haven't been on Twitter a lot lately. So I was on Twitter, and it was just typical Twitter. You know, uh, ban, you know, repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, America hates kids. Uh, if you own a gun, you, you're responsible for the death of every kid in America. On the other side, uh, we need to arm teachers with AK-47s and, and put them in gunner turrets. Um, uh, we need to make sure kids know how to... Uh, have you know snub nose thirty eights on them if they're small and gradually get them up at least to a nine millimeter. Uh, make sure that you know store security has long guns in case somebody comes in with you know body armor on. You can blow that person away. Um, we need to have you know just no real solutions. There's people pointing a finger and saying if you own an AR fifteen you know AR fifteen or AR-15 platform, uh, you yourself uh, is responsible for the death of these kids. And that's dumb. That's asinine. Uh, I don't own an AR-15. I'm not into uh, those type of rifles. I do have a firearm. Uh, I, I, I see nothing wrong with possessing firearms. I have a relative that, as I mentioned before, uh, he has an extensive firearm collection and uh, of those type of weapons and others. And... Uh, you know, I don't, that's not my style. My style really is just pistols and shotguns. Like, give me a nice Remington 870 uh, law enforcement model uh, style and just let me go with it. You know, so put some uh, first shot always to say rifle slug just in case a person's wearing body armor. Uh, then some buck, 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 and the last one a slug. So that's why that's how I load um, slug first, double out, which will mess you up. And, uh, a slug last. So, so those are the type of things that, you know, because even if you're wearing body armor and plate, you know, if I, I, a gun I carry, you know, is a, a smaller, it's a, it's a mediocre caliber round. So it's not going to do anything if you're wearing heavy body armor. If you got a person coming in like these guys are doing now, uh, last, you know, wearing, they, they know to wear their heavy body armor and uh, that, you know, some guy pulls out a pistol or whatever, it's not going to do much for them. Unless they get a lucky aim off to people are like, why don't you aim for the feet? Why don't you aim for the neck? Why don't you aim for like the little space of skin between the hand? I say, first of all, you have two, two, three rounds coming at you. It's a lot different. It's a lot different way of you sitting there. This isn't a video game. It's a lot different when two, two, three rounds are coming at you at a frightening rate. So rounds. Okay. So rifle rounds in America that you usually see America, you know, we have, you know, we have the AR platform. We also have AK 47 platform, you know, developed by the Russians, some say the Chinese, it's, I don't know, you got to talk to a gun historian, but developed by the Russians, so it's, uh, you know, AK-47s and a lot of rap and stuff, a lot of rappers call themselves AK-47 and or something like that, AK-47s are heavy, so when I turned 18, because here in Florida at the time, uh, this is pre-MSD, another, another mass shooting, and um, 18 years old, you can buy a long gun, you can't buy a pistol, but you can buy a long gun, so 18 years old, my brother and I went to the gun store. I think I meant I had, uh, wanted to buy AK-47. First of all, the dude told us it was like 900 bucks, so that was way out of my price range. He said, have you ever carried one before? I said, no. So here you go. The thing almost knocked me over. 
I was like, I, here I am, big, healthy, you know, senior in high school. And, uh, you know, and he gave me AK-4. It's like, this is too heavy to carry. This is, how do people carry this mess? And then it carries a heavy round. It carries, I think, AK-47s, you can use five, five, six rounds or use uh, 7.62 rounds. Uh, if you watch the movie Full Metal Jacket, you know, uh, 7.62, 7.62 millimeter Full Metal Jacket. You know, famous, famous line from uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. So, Private Powell. You know, uh, from Private Pile. So, uh, you know that those are heavy rounds. Those are they rounds will kill you. Those are heavy, big. You know, you're those come at you. you you're looking to meet the maker rounds. So, uh, like you be amputated. So, problem is AK-47 is too heavy. We Americans don't like heavy. We don't. We like light and fast. Hey, where's my Starbucks? Hey, where's my Mickey D's? We like light and fast. You know. I want a cell phone that's not too big, not too small, but it's light and fast. I want a laptop that's thinner. Take out the drive. What? I can't watch a CD or DVD on it? Nope. Stream anyway or rip it. But uh, or, or down, uh, plug in an external drive or whatever and, and dump on there. But we want, why? Because we, we took the drives out the laptops most of them. Why? Because we want light and fast. Light and fast. Light and fast. We're the same way when it comes to firearms. The same way we are with cell phones and laptops. Light and fast. Same way with firearms. The, I've held, you know, similar AR-15 type platform rifles before. They're light. They're light, so much so that a, a really a middle schooler can really work them. And that's the beauty of them. Beauty? Are you talking about beauty of a firearm? You sick? No. Yeah, beauty of them is that they're light. That's why Americans like them. They are light. Very light platforms. So you can you have, literally, you have a 12-year-old really operate it and work it and not get tired. It's, it, it, they really are. They really are. So again, they use two, two, three rounds. I think sometimes five, five, six. I heard, but they really use two, two, three rounds. So they use two, two, three, two, two, three rounds. It's a skinny round, but it tumbles as it as it goes, and, and the further it goes away, it rips a hole in you. So two, two, three, two, two, three rounds really messes you up. Really, really turns you to jelly on the inside. Uh, it, it's it, it's a really good weapon from a distance. Uh, you really can mess people up with it. it turns it turns you to jelly. It's it, it's it's no jokey. It's not the seven six two ugliness. But uh, the 223 was still, they're both on the senior to the reaper. So you have a, so you have the, you know, so that's why so many Americans like that platform. Because light, light, light gun, light round, light firearm, excuse me. People hate the term gun. Light firearm, light round, uh, very, you know, user friendly. Uh, a lot of parts to it. I hate it. You know, the AK-47 has less parts than it. But if you get used to the rhythm of the parts, uh, you can put the thing together blindfolded. Take it apart and put it together blindfolded. So, and uh, it is a, uh, you know, and, and so there, there you can see videos on YouTube or TikTok, uh, you know, where you, parents have their, you know, one guy has his daughter, you know, like twelve year old daughter blindfolded, and she takes it apart blindfolded and puts it back together again blindfolded. So, it's, it's that type of weapon that really good. So it's a light weapon. It's. A, you know, so that's why it's so popular. A lot of people don't know why. A lot of non-firearm familiar people, you can tell when they cuss it, AR and AR-15 stands for assault rifle. No, it doesn't. It stands for him like, but yeah, the gun is E. So a lot of people own that firearm and they're not shooting up schools. Okay, a lot of people own that firearm. They're not shooting up anybody. You know, do I think people should have that firearm? I do, but I think they got to be very serious with it. I think it's a, again, if our country's ever invaded like Ukraine, it's a great weapon to have when they're going, to, when the enemy is walking down the street saying, hey, we're going door to door. If those rounds are going at them, they're going to be going the other way. 
So, so it's, it's for that purpose. It's if your country gets invaded, it's a weapon of war. That's what it is. And that's where the liberals are, are correct. It is a weapon of war. That is not, hey, hunt, sport, fun. No, that weapon is specifically designed. You train with it for the purpose of if someone invades my home. Not if someone breaks in my home, but if, if the Russians or Chinese, which are our enemies right now, uh, try to send their troops into our neighborhood, they're going to be met with a lot of uh, human beings carrying those around. So they're going to be turned to a lot of corpses. So th those are weapons of war. Should an 18-year-old under non-guided, like the military, for example, if you're 18, 19 in the military, yeah, you can have a long gun, but you're under strict guidance, strict structure, and strict training. You're not somebody that runs up, hey, I'm, I'm 18, I just turned 18, can I buy two of these things, uh, a whole bunch of ammo, and then go out, blow up, a, shoot up a school. You, you can't, or a grocery store, you, you can't, you know, fathom that. So you need to learn how to put those, <laughs> excuse me, put those two realities together. What's the reality of, you know, our nation needing the right to bear arms and our nation doing something about gun violence? Like every time, you know, they're, you know, being a Republican, I want to talk about our response. Our response sucks. It's raw sewage in every situation. Lately, my party has completely embarrassed me on the national stage for the last seven years, and uh, they continue to embarrass me at this moment. Our, our, our governors don't make wise decisions. Our local communities and leaders do not make wise decisions. And there are a handful of Republicans that I trust right now. Larry Hogan in Maryland is one of them. And right now, it, my party just seems to be winning, wanting to win personality wars and conflicts instead of providing real solutions. So, and as usual, that's what we do. We, I have a political cartoon I put on my social media page, and it's the Republican you know, doing what we do, blame. Here's who we blame on the right. We blame family breakdown. We blame cultural violence. We blame thug culture. We blame uh, lack of faith in Christ. Uh, we, we blame uh, video games, pornography, uh, uh, entertainment, um, all the things that all the other countries have that don't have these mass shootings. Yeah, all the other countries have those same things, but they don't have mass shootings like this and not with the, the repeated rhythm of this. And we Republicans do the same thing every time. And all we, we always like to strike our voter base with, you ain't taking my guns. Because that's what it, it comes down to. Hey, the Democrats want to use this thing to take your guns away. You ain't taking my guns. Sandy Hook ain't taking my guns. Uh, Columbine ain't taking my guns. You ain't taking my guns. I believe God gave me guns and glory and grilling and girls. Ah! Complete lunacy. Complete lunacy. I know there are some wacko politicians out there on the left who do want to take people's guns away. I've heard them, and I've heard callers come in and say, we need to take people's guns away. So I'm not going to sit here and say that nobody wants to take your guns. That's a lie. A fringe element of the alt-left the alt wants to take your guns. As a fringe element of the alt-right wants to arm toddlers with bazookas. So you, you have this foolishness in that we look at the issue. Like on the left, they look at the issue as, hey, repeal the Second Amendment, 
uh, it, the problem is guns, access to guns, guns, access to guns. Then we say, hey, the problem is on the right, the problem is cars, access to cars and all this stuff. And then I, I think we do a great disservice to gun violence in this country when, we, when I hear people on my side, the, you know, the middle right, say, well, mo- most of the guns deaths in America are suicides. I'm like, do you realize how devastating suicide is? And you know how many veterans commit suicide every day? How many commit uh, veterans commit suicide with a firearm every day? You hear dead silence. You know, it's still terrible. We have a problem with guns in this country. We have a problem with gun violence. We have since the 70s, and we have not done anything in 50 years. And I don't think we will. You know why? Because there's something that the NRA boogeyman, I mean, I talked about boogeyman in my last episode, so popular, got two plays. Thank you to the two listeners of my last boogeyman episode. The boogeyman of the the NRA, you know, not NWA, Easy E, rest in peace, Dr. Dre, you know, not not Ice Cube and MC Ren and DJ Yellow, you know. No, not not those guys, you know, not the boogeyman of the NWA. If it ain't rough, it ain't me. Yo, Ren, he's a gangster in black new stuff. He's about to attack. No, it's not them, okay? The NRA is not a boogie. It is a boogeyman the left has made. And every time I watch the news, I watch MSNBC and CNN, uh, and all I heard was NRA, NRA, NRA. I go online, NRA, NRA, NRA. NRA's in Houston this weekend. I hear NRA, NRA, NRA. The reality is the NRA has become a boogeyman, but the NRA lot lost have lost a lot of money, a lot of power, a lot of influence. You know what the real issue is? We're gun junkies. I think I talked about this on our, my previous podcast. We are gun addicts. This country loves guns. And the people who love guns don't want those going away. If the NRA folded today, if the NRA folded and was gone, and there was no more NRA, you still have politicians like we're not voting against it. Why? Because our voters who put me in power, who I'm accountable to, are gun junkies. They want to go out in the weekend and they want to blow away uh, deer or whatever, or they want to shoot up targets or whatever. They are gun junkies. They are gun junkies. And because of that, because of that, uh, they, uh, you know, they, you know, they won't listen. They won't vote. They won't do anything to have serious reform or change to our gun laws. And, and that's the issue because they will not be in office anymore and they will lose their power and they'll put in somebody that's a nut who says y'all will make sure they never take away our Jesus and guns I think Jesus has been at the AK-47 back in Nazareth yeah that's how wacko people are right now by the way I'm just tired of the foolishness I just want a real solution not hashtags not any of those other things, not people who claim to know this and know that. But the reality is, there aren't any, are there? Are there anything that both the right and left can do in this country with, as kids' bodies keep piling up? Will it take one, a, a kid, a relative, or someone on the right to, to die at the hands of gun violence for they see, okay, maybe we do need to do something about it? We have a problem in our culture, and really the access is our access to firearms. The more guns we have, the more violence we have. That's why you have road rage shooters. Why? Because two idiots in a car both have guns. 
cuss each other out, give each other bird, and then pull out guns and want to blow each other birds off. If they didn't have access to firearms, they wouldn't be shooting each other. The illegal access to firearms that criminals have, my goodness. Our access to firearms, our number of firearms, is why we have the violence we have. The number of firearms in America, if you want to can, uh, reduce gun violence, you have to reduce the amount of firearms people have. And nobody is going to do that. 2A, right to bear arms. Right to arm bears, as, as some people say. And I believe in the right to bear arms. I bear arms. But I do think that every Tom, Dick, and Harry shouldn't have a gun if they're not capable of the responsibility of it. And as you see the number of loons in this country that made some of the weirdest, tackiest, nastiest, most talentless people on earth multi-billionaires, you'll know why I believe 100% that, yeah, not everybody should have a firearm. They shouldn't. That's the reality. We have to make firearms not as prevalent as they are now. And nobody wants to do that. That's the only solution. Because again, if you don't have a gun in your car, when someone cuts you off, you're not going to blow them away. If you're 18 years old, walking to a gun stop and say, hey, you got to be 21 to buy one, go through background check, go through training, and actually make sure that we know that you know what you're doing. Other than squeezing, pray and spray. Are you in a gang? Are you in a white supremacist? You know, are you, you know, do you, have you been making threatening posts online? Have you been reported for mental illness? So, red flag laws. Anonymous tips. Those things work. There's an anonymous tip this week that prevented a copycat shooting in Texas. That's how sick people are. Oh, there was a massacre at that school. Let's go do the same thing at this school. It was a tip that came in that, you know, they got the fools arrested. People said, I knew America didn't care about gun violence at the Sandy Hook. That's a lie. I knew America didn't care about gun violence at the Columbine. And yes, I, I, I'm aware Columbine occurred during the last, quote unquote, assault or weapons ban. But I am 100% certain we could do something, right? We have to do something that works. We just can't do hashtags and trash talk and, and say, oh, this is the status quo. And everybody takes the status quo until they're picking their kid up, the remains of their kid, excuse me, because the kid's have been blown to pieces, like a watermelon. That little piece of flesh there in blood was your kid. Doesn't look human, does it? Yeah, that's what the, that's what the firearm did. That's what the killer did. So. Law enforcement response was terrible. Uh, it was in a situation. I love law enforcement. I have a lot of friends and people who work in it. And... Um, I'm a very critical of racism and discrimination in law enforcement. You guys know that. And I, I praise law enforcement that does so many things right on a daily basis. We do, they do, excuse me, law enforcement, things correctly more than incorrectly. And that's why you don't hear about it. But every time you have those type of violent situations, our screw-ups, Breonna Taylor, or George Floyd, um, then you, then you, uh, and, and responses like this, an MSD where the school resource officer hid while the football coach ran toward the killer, 
What is it? I understand, again, nobody wants to be killed. Again, we don't, we don't become anything to be killed. Our people in the military, they're trained, they're invested in to make sure, to quote General Patton, make sure the other SOB dies for their country or cause. That's not how you win. You don't, I, I have one life to, no, forget that. The job is to inflict casualties on the other person while you're behind survive. But that's how you get victory. And law enforcement, same thing. Hey, there's a guy in there, don't know where he is. He's got long guns. I'm not walking in that and get blown away. I'm not going to be at a police funeral. I've been to a police funeral. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's one of the worst experiences human beings can have. I saw one and been to another. And saw one on television because one was streamed. If you live in Detroit, you know about the two officers that got killed by that psychopath on the west side. That Their funeral was streamed on local TV. But, and uh, I'm telling you 100%, go to a law enforcement officer's funeral and you, you're like, okay, I can see why. But there are times that, that's why we give you the badge, that's why we give you the gun, that's why we give you that authority, not to blow people away for when you ask them for a driver's license. Orlando Castillo. That's why you have that firearm for. Go in there wisely, assess the situation, and, and, and send some shots to bad guys' way. Send some shots to bad guys' way. And what happened? Allegedly so far today because the, the response was so bungled and the on-scene was so bungled, and it was, that Border Patrol agent was at a barbershop got a text from his wife thinking he had a kid or school or something or knew someone else went in with another guy from uh, BP and uh, blew the guy away themselves. Can you say that guy's a hero? That's a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. And he did. Oh, the liberal, hey, good guys with guns don't stop, man. That's what happened there. What's happened there? Good guy with a gun, bad, you know, the, the two shooters who, uh, the two terrorists who shot up the uh, holiday party uh, out in California, the two jihadis, remember them? What happened to them? They got shot to death. Good guys with a gun showed up and blew those killers away. More people would have been killed if it wasn't for that guy from BP or the team from BP that, that put them out. They saved kids' lives. They saved people's lives. So he was stopped by a good guy with a gun. This was a situation where like in Sandy Hook, the guy blew everybody away and then, uh, then blew himself away. So, well, that's my thought. Everybody's going to be going to, Republicans in my party's going to do thoughts and prayers and not really pray or think. They're going to they're gonna sit here and blame mental health and not put money toward mental health. They're going to say all these different things and not put money toward them. The Democrats are going to say things that are not going to even, even be feasible like repeal the Second Amendment and uh, turn all guns into banana mash with Dr. Manhattan powers. Um, neither side is serious about this. The people in this country are sick of gun violence. I applaud the New York Yankees for giving out solid gun violence facts and the other sports people and people like Steve Kerr and who have come forward and saying this country just doesn't care. I'm a very optimistic person by nature. So when you hear the tone of apathy toward gun violence in my voice, I just don't think people in this country care unless it impacts them. I think that they'll look and say, oh, I can't believe it happened to those kids. Say, my kids are fine. Yeah, screw it. You're not taking my gun. Let's go to the gun range. 
I have eight uh, AR-15s, and I'm going to buy another gun. They're, they're going to ban all my guns, and you know, they're going to ban my guns and uh, put a dress on my son, and uh, just craziness. Just craziness. I, I'm tired of the violence. I'm tired of the news that somebody in our area will get killed with a gun today, with a gun today. That didn't need to be. I'm tired of the lives lost. I'm tired of the apathy. I'm tired of, oh, well, just, just what it's going to be. It's just up to the people to man real solutions that you can't include on a podcast, that you can't uh, put on Facebook or, or Twitter or your TikTok. It's up to those politicians that get all those kickbacks from you know, uh, companies that love the, all the power and preeminence. It's time for them to do their jobs and come up with a real solution that can reduce gun violence in this nation while still allowing and respecting uh, good gun owners who abide by the laws and policy. Again, I've never shot anyone as of yet. You know, so they're breaking my house and uh, something like that, I threaten my family like that, I'm somewhere and there's a mass shooting, after shooter situation. Uh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But I haven't shot anybody as of yet. And uh, I'm not one of those people I can't wait to shoot somebody because a lot of those people that I can't wait to shoot, I'm a gun heavy, I'm ready, I know how to do all these weapons. When the bullets start flying their way, they're the first ones running the other direction. Because it's a lot different, a lot of bravado on Twitter, a lot of bravado on social media, a lot of bravado on the political soapbox, but it's a lot different when it's coming your way. It's a lot different when it's coming your way. I just want this country to do something good that will work. And it's not the country's fault. Again, I know we're gun junkies. I know we're barrel suckers, as they like to say. I know we sleep gunpowder. And I, and I know we, uh, our saints are uh, Gaston Glock, um, Sig Sauer, and Smith and & Wesson. Those are our saints in America, you know. But we have to do better. We have to do better. My mother's name is Sarah Winchester. <laughs> Finish that house with the 7-Eleven stairs. Superstitious Sarah. My girlfriend's name is Kim. Kim Burr. You know, so... All the only Remington still I need is, is 870. You gotta change that. You gotta change that mentality. We, we can do better with firearms, guys. I just want... It's time now. Just don't have any hope that they will do anything that will realistically curb gun violence in this nation and protect people's rights at the same time. And that's on us gun junkies. That's on us. We got to hold our leaders accountable until they get the right thing done.